Father, we give you so much praise for a time like this where we can hear your word. We are excited because we know that your word will help us and propel us into the life that you want and have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we want to look at something that we have captioned or have captioned a broken heart and change of plans. A broken heart. We take a read from Genesis chapter 6. Let's look uh, at verses 5 to 8. The Lord observed the extent. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and total evil or totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. Hmm. It broke. So you're not the only one who has ever experienced a broken heart, if you have ever experienced one. <laughs> the Bible says that it broke his heart. God's heart was broken. Verse 7. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am so sorry I ever made them all. But Noah found favor with the Lord. Verse 8. But Noah found favor with the Lord. Oh, this story is, is, is sad. I mean, there's something sad to know that God was really sad. God was so sorry that he created human beings, he created animals. All the nice things we saw in Genesis 1, how he created everything. I mean, a beautiful world. And he put human beings in here. And, I mean, the devil was also around. <laughs> and it's like... Things got spoiled. The heart of man that God had made to love on, I mean, it just got destroyed. And he became so full of wickedness and evil all the time. Every imagination is painted with, how can I do something evil? Even if God does good to us, then we are like, how can I pay him back with evil? Oh, so you see that so it's, it's, it's a real story. It's a true story that God made us to love us, you know, and he was expecting so much love from us in return. It's just like when a man loves a woman or when a woman loves a man. I mean, you are expecting so much in return. You are loving and you are expecting that the person will do this for you, do that for you. That's why you are also going out all out to do all you can for the person because you believe that the person will also love you back. But the thing becomes some way when you are doing so much and there's so little or zero coming from the other side. It's like, oh, this person does not love me as much as I love him. So you see that um, God's heart was broken. His heart was broken because it's like, you may think that, oh, God is just in heaven. He doesn't need so much from us. But he's also expecting love from us. You know, he's made a sun, he's made a moon, the stars. Like, it's, everything is was with us in mind. Though. And it's like, we don't even appreciate it. We don't even look his way and things like that. Like, it doesn't mean anything to us. And we don't even thank him for it. We don't even seek out his will. It's like, we are not concerned. Like, and not just that, people, we are not concerned, but we are doing evil all the time. It's, 
It's very heartbreaking. So that's the place that God found himself in Noah's day. He realized actually my expectations with these human, be human beings. It's like I think I'm not being realistic. <laughs> I think I'm expecting too much from them. They just can't provide it. They just can't give me the love that I am asking from them. Because God had to just come to terms with the fact that Charlie, the people, they are corrupt. Too. The corruption is to the degree that it's like we can't do much. Praise the Lord. We can't do much. Sometimes you have to be realistic, you know, about the degree of somebody's corruption or some people's corruption. People believe in the, for instance, the government so much. Like, you know, you know how, like we're in Ghana here now. And people are complaining, oh, the economy this, the economy that. And people will say things about how they have lost faith in the, the, the government and things like that. Then you see that there will be election and then so many people will go and stand there. They want to vote again. They still believe, you know, they are still not realistic <laughs> yet. That's Charlie. This system of leadership or selecting leadership is like, it's not working. We still haven't woken up yet, you know, anyway. So you see that sometimes you have to come to a place of being realistic, okay, and, and accepting that, Charlie, this the level of the corruption in the heart. It's like, I can't expect much. I need another plan for salvation. I need another plan if I really want to break through with my love. You know, otherwise, if my love is not going to get anywhere, then anywhere at all, then let me just destroy everything and, you know, just break everything down that I, I try to build. So when you get to a point of heartbreak, you realize that that's just how things become. You, 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 you can't expect so much from another person like you thought they could give back just, just because you said you loved them or just because they said to you earlier that, oh, they loved you. You have to be able to wake up. Like in a marital situation where um, somebody was telling me recently, you know, I, I've, I've loved him. I've done this for him, done that for him. He's just there. He's not looking my way. I mean, he doesn't pay attention to me at all, anything. He doesn't even see me at all, you know. How? And it's been like that for years. It's not like it's just happening. It's been like that for years. So sometimes you just have to wake up to the reality. It's like, what I'm expecting from this person? I'm expecting him to love me back. Or maybe it's a, a, a rather from the woman to the man. Maybe I'm expecting her to love me back, but it's, it's not there. Like it's the person doesn't have it in their hearts to love you back. Like they said they will love you at first, and then you thought so you were like, oh, then let's start a relationship. But you realize that it's not true. <laughs> Then you see that your heart gets broken, isn't it? But just like God, every heartbreak can, can warrant a change of mind and plans. When God's heart was broken, he changed his plans. You know, he changed his, his, his mind. Okay, So you too must be ready to change your mind about some people. When you realize that your efforts at love or your efforts of love are not going anywhere with them. You cannot be more righteous than God. Even God changed his mind about human beings and the whole world. Okay, when he realized that he's been loving us, but it's like we are just 
not minding him. He changed his mind. He's decided, I'm going to wipe out everything. Okay? Oh, yes. Yeah, you, you can change. So, you cannot also be there and then have a casting stone mind. Ah, uh, me and can, I'll never change my mind. Even if you do me the baddest of bad, I'll never change my mind about you. You cannot do that. You should be also be able to change your mind. Oh, yes. Because it's one of the things that happens when your heart is broken. When your heart is broken, it's like you've, you, you, you expected this, but you realize that your expectation was not realistic. Because what you're expecting from the other person or from the other people is like, it's just not there. Then you have to come to reality with the, with the fact that, oh, my wishes were not that true. Um, I can't get this and that from this person. So what should I do now? And then you should be ready to change your mind. Oh, yes. You should be ready to change your mind. However, this scripture that we read in Genesis chapter 6 does not just end like that. You know, because God said things. He said things like how he was ready to uh, 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 destroy. He was ready to. He said that what? Uh, oh, did I put a scripture here? He said how that was. He said, my, my spirit will not strive with man for long from now onwards his 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 years will be one up to one it will not be more than 120 years because before that people were living 969 years 915 i mean things amazing 777 years and things like that no then it's like noah's generation he said oh no now it's becoming too much i'm not going to i cannot tolerate one life for more than 120 years well, that was God's unit. His SI units had changed. <laughs> you know? So, that, that, that's, that's something to learn. I mean, that's something to learn. Those of us who don't like changing our minds about something, because we think that by keeping to our old uh, uh, decision about something or, or someone, we are being, uh, that is what it means to be faithful, or that is what it means to be um, righteous. I'm sorry to say, that's not, that's not it. You should be able to change your mind. Oh, yeah. Because a mind, mind is all about that aspect of you that can create, that can be changeable, that can be um, dynamic with ideas. And God gave you a mind so that when you are moving in a certain, a certain direction with your spirit, but it's like you are hitting a hard wall, you should be able to have a mind that says, that, look, this is a wall. You can't go through the wall. There's a crack by the side. Let us move our direction a little and we'll move through the crack or move through the door next to the wall. You understand? But you cannot say that, uh, I, me, dear, I decided I, I said I was going to go through the wall, so I'll go through the wall, I'll go through the wall. It's like you are being uh, unreasonable and unrealistic. So you should. that's one key lesson today. You should be able to change your mind. Okay? You should be able to change. It's true. If uh, 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 you are in a, a relationship that is not working, okay, let's say a premarital relationship, and you are realizing signs, this, this, that, this, this, this person is like this, this person is like that, like he always wants to be with me alone in a dark place. Meanwhile, he's not tell, told me anything. I don't even know his mind whether he's going, we are going to marry anytime soon. Even if he's told me that he, he's, he, I mean, he's going to marry me soon or she's going to marry me. So she always wants to, you know, before I know it, it's like we are doing this, doing that. It's like, I don't feel right about it. I don't feel like right about it. And 
it's like it's consistent and it's revealing to you a certain something about the person. You should you should see see the thing for what it is, and 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 back out if you think that is that is a danger sign. Yes. Okay. If you are in a, and you are seeing danger signs, you should be able to back out. You should be able to change your mind. Don't say that. Oh, I said I loved him from the start. Oh, I have to be able to stay on through to the end. No, you should be able to change your mind. Even in a marriage, you should be able to change your mind. If you are seeing signs, bad signs of the, the person when you entered into the marriage, you are seeing bad, bad, wicked, wicked signs. Don't say that, oh, I said uh, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, uh, in sickness and health, of death do as part. And this person is now holding a knife at your throat. Or this person is is like, uh, uh, is just... Uh, you know, unconcerned about you, unconcerned even to the point of you are dying. The person is showing no concern, but lives with you in the same room and everything. And you are saying that I, I still want to keep loving this person. I still want to keep. <laughs> you should be able to change your mind. Praise the Lord. Oh yes, you should be able to change your mind. You should be able to change your mind when your heart gets broken. But what is this change of mind all about? When I'm when I when we talk about change of mind, it's not just your own mind. Praise the Lord! It's not just your own mind that you should follow. That's not what we are saying. The point we are making is that there should it should be possible for plans to change. Okay, it should be possible for plans to change. But from what to what? From what to what? That brings us to the next part of uh, what Genesis chapter six teaches us. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that, but Noah found grace in the eyes of God. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. That was a change of plans for God. <clears throat> he wanted to destroy everything. He wanted to kill all the animals and everything. But he found a flag of mercy waving at him. <clears throat> waving at him from Noah's house. It's like when he looks from above and looks at all the houses and everything, he just sees like, I have to clear all of them. But he could just see this flag of mercy. Saying, there's mercy. There's me have mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Waving at him from Noah's house. Because the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. He found grace. He is like, he touched God's heart. Even in his broken heart. He touched him. He touched him. He gave him a reason to believe in love again. Oh, Noah gave God a reason to believe in love again. He gave God a reason to believe that, look, <coughs> God and human beings <coughs> can work again. Like me and you, we can work again. But how did that happen? How did that happen? How did Noah receive grace in the eyes of God? Praise the Lord. It happened because... He was a man of faith. He proved his righteousness <clears throat> by obeying God and building the boat that saved. Building the boat that saved all the animals that God wanted to destroy in his house as well. He lived out the grace he received from God by building something that outlived the wicked world he found himself in. So that's how to find grace. That's how to touch God's heart. That's how to... Um, Heal a broken heart. Remember the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to what? Heal the broken hearted. 
So God specially brings his anointing, his Holy Spirit, the soft part of him, you know, the headquarters of his emotional intelligence. <laughs> you know, that's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's the headquarters of all of God's emotional power. It's like all of God's feelings are embodied in the Holy Spirit and the anointing. Oh, yes. So you see, that's why when you have the anointing, you, you, power flows in the direction of people who have needs. People who have needs. Because that's how the anointing works. It flows into the direction of people where there's a need. Look at how Jesus was walking in a, a crowd. That's what everybody was touching him. But somebody who really needed the touch for her problem touched him and then power flowed in the direction of the need. All the other people were just touching him for touching. So, oh, I God, let's just touch him. The, the great man is passing by. Let's just, no particular reason. But this was somebody who had been suffering from for long. When she touched, she drew the power in that direction. So you see that the Holy Spirit and the anointing is like the headquarters of emotional intelligence of God. Praise the Lord. Yes. God knows all our hearts, all our broken hearts, all our stories, all the things. Like, he knows it by, is by the anointing. Amen. What are we talking about? The Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. He was able to draw power in, 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 in his direction. How? The Bible, let's read, read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. From the New Living Translation says, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God. That's the emphasis. Who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So you see that it was Noah's what? Obedience. It was by Noah's obedience that God's broken heart was somehow, somehow healed. So a broken heart can be very unrelenting in carrying out a back to send a wicked plan. Like God was ready to say, you people are being wicked to me, eh? Okay, you also see what I'll, I'll do to you. Then it's like, it's also planning how to clear all of you and pay you back some something for your wickedness. You know, but obedience, if he can find somebody who will carry out his plan, then it's like, the plan, the thing will be, will be, will be averted. So he said, yeah, the way to heal a broken heart is to have some obedience to God showing up somewhere. Someone must be ready to obey God. You must be ready to obey God. If your heart is broken about uh, uh, something, in chances are that God's heart is broken about that thing too. If you want to change your mind about a loved one who is unyielding, chances are that God also wants to change his mind too and destroy what was formerly built. Oh yes, but God can fix things. You understand? Only if you are prepared to obey the plan, he shows you if you ask him. Praise the Lord. So we are talking about a broken heart and change of mind and plans. But it's not just you changing your mind to follow your own plans, but changing your mind to now follow what? God's plans. Because God has a plan for you. Okay? That's how Noah found grace. He was ready to follow God's plan in the midst of all the heartbreak. You understand? Because no one to his heart must have been broken. 
His heart, because if you if he too his heart was not broken, he could he have preached for one twenty years? The Bible says he preached for one twenty years before the flood came. Oh, he was telling the people around him, repent, 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 like he was heartbroken about the wickedness of the people, and that's why he didn't indulge in it, and that's why he was ready to what to repent. So if your heart is broken, God's heart is likely is also broken, possibly. Okay. So you see that uh, when you are ready to obey God's plan and you start obeying God's plan, that's how you receive grace. So grace doesn't just come. You don't just find grace in the eyes of God like that. You must be obedient. That's what the Bible says, that he, he obeyed God by building all the time. The one twenty years he was preaching, he was building the ark. He was building the ark and preaching. And that's how he found grace. The grace of God establishes you and makes you a survivor. That's what the grace of God does. Because you see, when you're heartbroken, it's like, it's like, sometimes you can even throw your arms in the air and say, that, oh, whatever should happen, should happen. You know, whatever, now I don't even care whatever the outcomes are. Because it's like, you're disappointed, you know. But things don't have to be that gloomy and that sad. Praise the Lord. There's always light at the end of the tunnel and something good can come out of a very, very, very bad situation. So something that's supposed to like clear you all through and through, you can be a survivor. And that's what the grace of God is here to do, to make you a survivor and establish you. Praise the Lord. Like he did with Noah. He established him. Everything was being destroyed, but he didn't get destroyed. All the animals were being destroyed, but the ones that he, he picked didn't get destroyed. It's amazing. Praise the Lord. So, um, when your heart gets broken, don't just change your mind according to your own understanding of things. That's our lesson today. The Lord, help me not to change my, my mind according to my own understanding of things. Because like, like you understood things in a certain way. That's why you made your first choice or your first, first decision. But now you realize that you made a mistake. Like, you made a mistake. That's not what you thought before. That's not how it was. Do you understand? And now you are becoming more realistic. So now as you are becoming more realistic, you have to ask God what his plans are. Because if you don't take care, you, take a, you make another mistake again. If you, if you use your own mind to want to make a second decision or a, next, a second plan, you use your... So you realize that the first time is like you use your own mind. That's why you, 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 you messed up. <laughs> Do you understand? Uh -huh. But the second time... Ask God for what his plan is and be ready to follow his plan. Be ready to do what? To follow his plan. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Praise the Lord. So when God's heart was broken concerning us, he sent Jesus, who obeyed him fully, even, even though he didn't want to suffer the shame and the pain. But he did not follow his own will, but rather God's will. You too can be the reason why salvation and mercy and grace can come to your home instead of God's total destruction. Okay, because of the godlessness and the wickedness in, in your midst. So your, 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 the invitation of God for you is that you get right on with God's plan for your life and you decide to be a person of faith and to obey God and to obey his plan and not your own plan not your own understanding of things 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God bless you so much. And I pray for you today that whatever heartbreak you may be experiencing, you are not the first person. God, God's heart has been broken before and his heart is healing. Oh, yes. That's how come he could also send his son to come and heal all brokenhearted people. Hallelujah. And so may God's anointing and his balm of healing reach you and heal whatever broken heart you have and help you to be able to um, follow his plan for your life and to obey his plan for your life. No matter how difficult, at the end of the day, you should be able to build something that causes you to be truly established and to be a true survivor and somebody who builds something that outlives the wicked world and the present world that we find ourselves in. May God's grace abound towards you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Shema podcast with Dr. Anastasia Bruce. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. God bless you. Thank you.